Our scripture today comes from three passages. First from the Old Testament, Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And in this passage from Hebrews 11-3, By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Hello, Christ Church and all of our friends joining us today. If you're on the website, we would love to hear from you. Send us a prayer request or a praise report. If you're with us on Facebook, say hello to other friends in the chat and let us know that you're here. And of course, you can always follow along with my outline on the website or the church app. How are you doing today? I trust you are well as we are into the summer. Wow! Time often does feel like it is flying by. At the beginning of 2021, I asked God to give me a word for the new year, a special word that I could focus on. Maybe, maybe you do something like that too. Eventually, the word courage came into my heart, came into my mind, and, and I've been thinking about that word courage ever since. I've certainly found a lot of situations in which I've needed to have courage this year. How about you? Situations in my family, in my work as a pastor, just living for Christ in our world. It is not easy having decided to follow Jesus. Being a Christ follower today is not for wimps, and yet I am grateful, as I hope you are as well, in knowing that Jesus is with us. He is the one who walks alongside of you and me through the hard times, the rough times. His life, His words give me, I hope give you, encouragement in the midst of any storm. Amen? Amen. Amen. Today I'm beginning a new message series focused on the Apostles' Creed titled, I Believe. It's a series I've wanted to do for some time, and this summer seems like a, a great time to preach it. The key phrase in the book of Judges in the Old Testament, although written over 3,000 years ago, could have been written last week about the people of God in that day, it says, Judges 21-25 says, Everyone did what was right in his what? Own eyes. It would be hard to find a more fitting description of modern American life today. If you ask people on the street what they believe, you'd hear quite, a, quite an array of answers. Consider this quote from a 20-something backpacker from New England when asked what he believed. He said, I don't know what I believe in. And if I believe, I believe there is some higher power, I think, but I don't know. Like right now, I'm at a point where I don't know what to believe, but I'm open to everything. So I like to believe in everything because I don't know what it is I truly believe. Now, to me, that is a totally honest statement. 
And He speaks for a whole generation that is ready to believe in everything. And why not? When you don't know what you believe, why not be open to everything? In this age of postmodern thought, with its attitude of skepticism or rejection of the concepts of objective reality, morality, truth, human nature, reason, science, today many people don't know what to believe. We live in a time when many voices, perspectives, philosophies, and ideologies are, are competing with one another. And if there is no objective reality, no truth, or no absolute morality, if everything is relative and subjective and based on feelings, we understand why our age is another time when everyone did what was right in their own eyes. But let me ask you a question. Is that the best way to live life? You have your truth, I'll have mine? I don't think so. In fact, I think long term, it's not really sustainable. It seems appropriate to me that now is a good time to look back into our Christian faith heritage. Now is a good time to look deep into our Judeo-Christian faith story and see what kind of framework it provides us as we try to navigate these postmodern times. So I wanted to do a series based on the Apostles' Creed. The word creed comes from the Latin credo, which means I believe. Originally, the Apostles' Creed was not a formal written document. In the earliest days of the Christian church, the old rule of faith, or the old Roman creed, as it was originally called, was a way to examine people who were preparing for baptism, preparing in the form of questions about their beliefs, about their faith. The earliest questions were ones like these. Do you believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, God's Son, our Lord? Do you believe Christ died on the cross and rose again from the dead? And so on. Well, from those questions, the Apostles' Creed developed into its current form over many generations. In his book on the Apostles' Creed, Pastor Don Cole offers four reasons why the Creed eventually became a formal statement of faith. First of all, he says, to help the early church distinguish truth from error. As the gospel message spread, falsehoods arose that needed correcting. Secondly, to provide a basis for refuting heresy. With growth came contrary teaching that needed correcting. Third, to provide a basis for Christian fellowship. These are truths that all Christians celebrate together. Fourth, to ensure consistent teaching among all the churches. These are our core beliefs. So why a series about the Apostles' Creed today? Well, I think we need it. During times of upheaval, during times of change, I think it's helpful to ask how can this ancient document of the church 
inform and guide our faith today. Why should we focus on the Apostles' Creed? First, it's the oldest and most widely accepted creed. The Apostles' Creed is recognized by all branches of Christianity. You can post all branches in the chat, Protestant, Catholic, and Orthodox. For 2,000 years, the Apostles' Creed has served as a succinct statement of the Christian faith. Secondly, it offers a broad survey of Christian doctrine. It starts with creation and it ends with eternal life. Everything it covers is foundational and important. Third, the Apostles' Creed offers a radical challenge to the skepticism of this age. Many people of our world doubt we can be certain about anything. I'm not sure serves as the motto for many people. Over against that uncertainty, we have the first two words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe. The Apostles' Creed encourages us, engages us to declare, I believe in these foundational truths. And in this present age, I think that is good for the soul. Here are six fast facts about the Apostles' Creed. First of all, it's very old. Scholars believe its earliest form can be traced back to A.D. 120. Second, it was not written by the Apostles. It's called the Apostles' Creed because it reflects what the Apostles taught. It summarizes apostolic teaching. Third, it's brief. Our version contains 105 words. Fourth, it's God-centered. In fact, it's Trinitarian. The first sentence deals with God the Father, the second with God the Son, and the third with God the Holy Spirit. Fifth, it is selective. The creed touches on the central issues of the Christian faith, but there is much that it passes over. It says nothing about Satan, angels, demons, predestination, baptism, church government, the details concerning the second coming. Sixth, the Apostles' Creed is easy to memorize. So maybe you're wondering, what does this all have to do with me? Good question. After all, we live in a practical age where people want to know how the truth impacts them personally. The answer is found in those first two words of the Creed. I believe. You know, that's a very powerful statement. It's not the same as, I know, or I think, or I feel. To say, I believe, means you are making a personal commitment to the truth. Romans 1.16 declares that the gospel is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. And Romans 10.9-10 through 10 adds the concept of believing in your heart, which means to believe from the depth of your being. That passage says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe what? In your heart, 
that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Salvation depends on what we believe. That's why the Gospel of John over 50 times declares that salvation comes to those who believe. In a deep sense, you are what you believe. Story is told of a little boy who was practicing his hitting. And he said to himself, I'm the greatest hitter of all time. So he tossed the ball in the air. He swung and missed and said, strike one. Well, undaunted, he picked up the ball. He said, I'm the greatest hitter of all time. Threw the ball up, swung and missed, strike two. The boy paused a moment. He looked at the ball. He examined his bat. And then, I'm the, the greatest hitter of all time. A third time, he threw his ball in the air. Hard swing, still missed the ball. Then he cried out, strike three. Wow, what a pitcher. I'm the greatest pitcher of all time. So often, you and I are what we believe. Today, I want to look at the first phrase of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. Now we notice right off the bat that the entire Apostles' Creed is structured around the Trinity. You could write Trinity in the chat. I believe in God the Father and in Jesus Christ. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Each section of the Creed begins with each person of the Trinity and says one or more phrases about who He is in, in relation to Himself and then makes a statement or two on what that person of the Godhead has done for us. The remarkable Christian affirmation in this phrase is that God is Father. Now, if the Creed had said, I believe in God the Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, it could be an Islamic creed. Every Muslim could affirm that. Or it could be a Jewish creed. Every Jew could affirm that. The amazing breakthrough in the very first phrase is that the affirmation that God is Father. The creed opens up with, I believe in God the Father Almighty. It does not simply emphasize His power, His being Almighty. Rather, He is first affirmed as Father Almighty. We're learning something from the beginning about the nature of God. God is Father, and therefore He cannot be fully understood as a solitary figure, but as one who is in relationship. God has intimate communion and relationship within Himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God is eternally the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is special. That's what's unique about our Christian faith. This also means that God can be our Heavenly Father, your Heavenly Father. What more good news? He wants to reveal Himself to us. 
He wants us to know Him. He wants you to experience His great love. Remember how Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, Abba, Father. Well, Abba is the language of intimacy. The sound or the word Dada or Daddy is one of the first things that we ever learn to say. How fitting that when we as children of God are first learning to speak as Christians, we begin with our first Christian words affirming God as Father. God is not some mercurial force at the other end of the universe. He is not Aristotle's unmoved mover or the vague, generic God of philosophers. He is a personal God who wants us to know Him. He is the embodiment of love, holiness, and justice. Again, that is special. The Apostles' Creed goes on to affirm that God is Almighty. You could write Almighty in the chat, meaning that He is absolutely omnipotent and holds all power. This means that nothing is too difficult for God. Notice the beauty of confessing God as both Father and as Almighty. Fatherhood represents love and tenderness, nurture, protection. Almighty represents power and strength, authority and might. The two beautifully complement one another. God has all power, but He exercises it in a way that reveals His love and compassion for us. The Creed goes on to confess that God, who is both Father and Almighty, is also Creator. You could post Creator in the chat. The Creator of heaven and earth. Despite the language of intimacy which opens up the Creed, we realize that we are being brought into relationship with the Creator of the entire universe. The One who spoke all of creation into existence also calls us by name. That is amazing. It truly is wonderful that the Creed opens with a phrase that so clearly echoes the opening verse of the Bible. Genesis 1-1 shatters the darkness by declaring, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What a profound statement with such huge implications. Again, we are what we believe. Echoing Genesis, the Apostles' Creed shatters our darkness as we declare, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. The Apostles' Creed is not just doctrine to believe, it is truth to be celebrated. Celebrated. The Psalms are filled with praise to God because He is the Creator of the universe. The, the writer of Psalm 8, 3-4 declares, When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars the, that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them. God is Creator 
of all that is, and yet He also cares so deeply for us. In a world of uncertainty and skepticism, the Scriptures celebrate who God is and this special relationship He desires with us. This part of our Christian worldview, our understanding of who God is and His compassionate and loving heart for us, is what is so distinctive about our faith. It was the thing that initially drew me to a new relationship with God. I don't know about you, but as a young person, I had thought of God as, as distant and angry with me and, and someone to be avoided. But as I examined the Scriptures, and particularly the story of God's revelation of Himself in Jesus Christ, I was captivated by the notion that God loved me and, and cared for me. I suppose there are people in the world who are a little bit unnerved by the thought that the Creator of the universe also knows them personally and desires to be in a relationship. What does it mean to be in communion with the Almighty God who has created it all? Well, I would suggest for those open and receptive, it is the journey of a lifetime and beyond. There is much to celebrate when we believe. For the Christian, one of the first steps in faith is to accept by faith that God created the universe. Remember the words of Hebrews 11.3, By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. In other words, we do not believe that matter is eternal. No, matter had a beginning. God spoke it. God spoke the universe into existence through His powerful Word. Now, even modern cosmologists have mostly accepted the fact that matter is not eternal. Everything is traced to a big bang where by their own admission all the normal laws of physics completely break down. They can never really say much more than that about the origin of the cosmos. They might come to some intelligent design behind the big bang, but never God the Father Almighty creator of heaven and earth. That is known to us only through revelation. God revealing it to us and we accepting it by faith. Again, Hebrews 11.3, by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Remember this, God the Father Almighty, the Creator, has called us to enter into relationship with Him. My brothers and sisters, make sure that your faith is set on this God, who is the Lord and the, the King of the universe. Make sure you're trusting in Him who spoke His Word, and the, the moon and the stars and the, the planets took their place. 
Set your faith on the Lord, the King of the universe, who created man and woman in His image, breathed into us the breath of life, and called us into relationship with Himself and with one another. The Apostles' Creed calls us to see God's guiding hand and presence behind the entire created order. That's where our faith story begins. That's where the Apostles' Creed begins, with belief in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, the God who loves us and has made Himself known to us, both in the creation and through personal revelation of Himself in His Word, handed down to us through the ages, and especially in the person of His Son, Jesus Christ in the midst of this world of skepticism and uncertainty. May we continue to be persons who boldly declare, I believe. Let's pray together. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, Almighty God, amazing Creator, we thank You for the truths that we find in the words of this ancient statement of faith in the church, the Apostles' Creed. In these few succinct words, we join our brothers and sisters through the ages to find strength, encouragement, and enlightenment for our souls. Continue to speak to us today and in the days ahead about who you are, Lord God, and about your great love and care and compassion for us. Father Almighty, draw us to yourself as we open our hearts and our minds to you. In Jesus' name we've prayed, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. As a time of response, I invite you now to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I hope the message spoke to you today. Remember, God the Father Almighty, the Creator, wants you to be in relationship with Him. That is good news. If you'd like to visit more about the message or how you can have new life with God through faith in Jesus Christ, please contact me. If you've joined us today and have prayer requests or praise reports, send them to us. We want to hear from you. Use the app. Go to the website. Hey, you know, giving back is one of the most tangible ways to thank God for His goodness. You can use text to give, the app. You can go to the website, mail in contributions. Thank you for your generosity. Be sure to take advantage of our discipleship opportunities. Find all the information you need on our website, cumctulsa.com. God bless you today. Remember, because God has revealed Himself, we can boldly declare, I believe 
in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. That is good news, friend. Look forward to these upcoming opportunities. For now, who do you know that needs to hear this good news about God? I encourage you to go and share it with them. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Lisa. You know, I just got a couple of dogs. I named them Rolex and Timex. They're watchdogs. <laughs> On Sunday, June 27th, we'd like you to take a hike. The Fellowship Board invites you to hike with us at Turkey Mountain at 2 p.m. And if you're not a talker but a walker, bring your chairs and visit with us. We have upcoming mission opportunities to a water's edge and youth group. Parents, watch your email or contact Tanya or Ethan for more information. Today is the last day to apply for our academic and music scholarships for the 2021-22 school year. Applications can be found in the office and in the weekly note from Pastor Bob. Contact Lisa Bennett in the office with questions. You can find all of this information on our website, cumctulsa.com.